1: You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio. If you're listening live on TuneIn Radio. If you are watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network live YouTube stream, we got a big show for you on a Monday. I got my boy, the manimal, Chris Bavono, with me on the one. And 2s we're keeping it so hot that we sweat steam and he's gonna take good care of you later on in the show we're gonna open up the phone lines the number to call is 844-843-6879 we got a lot to react to from week 11 all right we got some injury updates all of a sudden Samaj p ryan is pretty much the last man standing and so we're gonna talk about that we got poll questions up for you on twitter as usual if you want to hit me on Twitter, find me at Spittin' Speeds. I'm usually good about responding. If you have any questions, I'll hit you up to help you win your leagues and win that cash. We got the poll questions up, though. Who was your diamond in the rough for Week 11? Was it a guy like Kenny Stills, who apparently has a real connection with backup quarterback Matt Moore? Is it a guy like Dante Foreman, who finally popped and had two touchdowns, but apparently it'll be the last time he pops in this football season. I'll tell you why when we come back after break. What what about Danny Amendola? He got in the end zone. Remember, Chris Hogan's still out for the defending Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. And then who are your Fugazes, alright? Let me tell you something. I told you about Dak Prescott behind this offensive line without T. Smith, without Ezekiel Elliott, and he put up negative points in most formats on Sunday Night Football as the Eagles stamped themselves as the true king of the NFC East. It looks like it that way. They'll be running away with that division. Or was it some of these tight ends? Rob Gronkowski only 36 yards. Zach Ertz, only 8 yards. Evan Ingram, only one catch. Also, you could always let me know on the polls if it was someone else. We're going to talk about the Bills and their move to go from Nate Peterman, how that worked out, and what happens when they go back to Tyrod Taylor. And then we're also going to break down Monday Night Football to close out Week 11. we got the Seattle Seahawks getting ready to host the Atlanta Falcons in about an hour, hour and a half. And let me tell you something. The Legion of Boom is not what they used to be. I mean, Cam Chancellor will be out. Richard Sherman will be out. Earl Thomas, while back, will not be 100%. Is there an opportunity tonight for Julio Jones to pop off and get in the end zone? Also remember, the Falcons will be without Devontae Freeman with the concussion and some nagging injuries. So can Tevin Coleman wind up putting a grip on the running back room in Atlanta? We'll be talking about all that, the injury concerns, my takeaways, and your calls at 844-843-6879. My man Chris, the analyst Ventra, will be monitoring the YouTube stream as well. We'll get the best of your questions from there. But come on, Brack, I'll give you my reactions to Week 11 as we drop Stats Over Beats on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. Ooh, ooh!
2: Hey, I'm Frank Stanfield, and here is Greg one of the
1: Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the
2: DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do we get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out what we're playing. The showtime changes to make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game, because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: You know what it is. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. We're dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez holding you down. We're going to be reacting to everything that took place in Week 11 and also getting you ready for the end of Week 11 with the Falcons and the Seahawks from the Great Pacific Northwest. Some injuries there, which could create opportunities, mostly on the Falcon side, if you want to know the truth, but we'll be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. And after this, in the next segment, we'll also open up the phone lines to hear from you. The Stats Overbeat Cypher at 844-843-6879. Let's look back at some of the action we saw yesterday. To me the biggest thing was unfortunately the loss of Chris Thompson now Chris Thompson is someone who I was telling you guys about literally before the season started I said that Chris Thompson would be the running back to own for the Washington football team at one point in the season this guy who was known as a PPR stud was actually running back number seven in standard scoring not in PPR in standard Scoring, and so it is a shame that yesterday against the Saints he wound up breaking his leg. He was put in an air cast immediately. Remember, this is a week or two after the Washington team sent Rob Kelly to the IR as well. What that means is that Samaj J. P. Ryan is the last man standing. This guy had 20 plus carries, went for over 100 yards, got in the end zone last night or yesterday for Washington as well. P. Ryan is only 30. 34% owned. He will certainly be climbing. If he is not owned in your league, he will certainly be worth a waiver wire priority. He will certainly be worth any of the fat budget that you have left. Samajic going to be highly talked about going into week 12, I do believe. Also, banged up yesterday, Kelvin Benjamin in only his second game with his new team. It sounds like he may have avoided the worst case scenario and any ligament damage in his knee, but we'll keep an eye out on KB for the rest of the week. Robert Woods, his shoulder was in a sling after the loss. Remember I told you, that I didn't think Robert Woods was going to pop in the same way because they were playing that Minnesota Vikings defense in Minnesota. He still had a decent game. I think he had 80 yards in through the air still, but it wasn't the same, and he may be a little bit worse for wear. Another guy we've talked about a lot on the show, Deontay Foreman. It looked like he was having a game that was finally going to tilt the balance of power in that committee differently. He got in the end zone twice, but in one of those touchdown runs, it looks like he actually might have his Achilles, if that is the case his rookie season is officially over it looks like Jameis Winston is going to miss another week or two they say, but check this out the Bucks are 2-0, it fits magic under center, so I don't think they're going to be so quick to rush Jameis back, we have other quarterback news, Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis, still in the protocol but he plans to be ready for the Colts as they come back after their bye, week 12, and in Denver they have found a scapegoat, and it is offensive quarterback Coordinator or former offensive coordinator Mike McCoy. It looks like they're going to promote Bill Musgrave. Um, but here's the thing. Whoever... The offensive coordinator is in Denver. They're going to have that same offensive line to kind of manage and limit the risk of that. And they're also going to have the same quarterback group. But then again, they may have a new option because it sounds like they are considering in Denver Paxton Lynch as an option to start for them moving forward starting with Week 12. More quarterback news in Cleveland. I don't know how. I don't know why. But Hugh Jackson is saying they are now going to stick with Deshaun Kaiser the rest of the season. Fine. Why not? Then what I don't get is why'd you go away from him that one week where you thought he could learn a lot from the sidelines? It sounds like Hugh is having it unravel from underneath him, but it will be Kaiser under the center in Cleveland the rest of the season. In Minnesota head coach Zimmer says it's hard to switch away from Case Keenum right now I'm telling you Case Keenum continuing to hold his job and fend off Teddy Bridgewater and now that Minnesota Vikings team is in position to potentially get a bye remember the Super Bowl is in their home field in early February all he's got to keep doing is finding Stefan. can you digs it and Adam I got a feeling about the Minnesota Vikings in Arizona, Blaine Gabbert, will continue to be the starting quarterback. But check this out. In Buffalo, they are, quote-unquote, still evaluating their decision for Week 12. And so that's where I start with my takeaways from Week 11. I used to talk about hashtag all quarterbacks matter as it related to Cam Newton and how he was getting hit left and right and there were no penalties being called. Well, I am now switching that. Hashtag all quarterbacks matter is now about my man, T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor. What are the Buffalo Bills doing? They didn't want to pick up his fifth-year option. They drafted Nathan Peterman. They're trying to force him into a delivering-from-the-pocket scheme. Meanwhile, you saw as soon as they went back to Tyrod, he's creating plays with his legs, and they are a much better offense. Let me tell you something. The Buffalo Bills in the last three weeks have given up 42, 47, and 34 points. That's not even counting points that opposing defenses are scoring on their offense when Nathan Peterman is throwing five interceptions in the first half when he technically has more yards thrown to Chargers than throws to Bills in the first half. He had something like 80-some-odd return yards on interceptions by Chargers and only 66 yards to his own team in the first half Tyrod Taylor had something like three picks all season Nate Peterman throws five in the first half and you're gonna somehow with a straight face tell me that this kid gives the Bills who by the way were in the sixth seed at five and four going into this week the best chance to win hashtag all quarterbacks matter we're hearing a lot you know where are the African-American versions of uh, Case Keenum? Where are the African-American versions of fringe starters? Where'd Tavares Jackson go? How come he only caught on once? Joe Webb only caught Where are these black quarterbacks that if you're not the star, if you're not Cam Newton, if you're not Michael Vick, if you're not Donovan McNabb, how do you still find a way to have a nice little 8-10 to 10 year career in the NFL? Because Tyrod Taylor should have a nice little 10-year career in the NFL. Will he ever be one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league? No. Not in my position. Not in my opinion. However there are only 20 quarterbacks on planet earth who are actually decent that you could actually go to the playoffs with and guess what Tyrod Taylor is one of them guess what Tyrod Taylor's a good fantasy quarterback as well limiting turnovers and with the rushing potential don't get me started the question is will the Buffalo Bills go back to Tyrod or do they know that that ship has sailed I think it has and to be quite honest count me as a Jets fan among the teams that would love to have Tyrod Taylor if they strike out on this draft class and they strike out on a guy like Alex Smith in free agency. Tyrod Taylor is going to make some money unless, of course, the Colin Kaepernick blackballing enters a new phase. Let me tell you a little bit of something also about some of the shots called shots that I had going into week 11. I got some things right. We're going to talk about what I got right. Then we're going to talk about what I got wrong. Then we're going to open up the phone lines at 844-843-6879. I told you about the Cowboys, and I told you about Dak without that offensive line and Zeke Elliott. People were like, Oh. Rod Smith is fine. Alfred Morris is fine. Now, Alfred Morris had a decent game, but I am not riding with these Cowboys, and I am not riding with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, 18 of 31. Three picks he threw. Remember, he only had four all last year. What's different? The offensive line and the run game. This guy has been sacked 12 times in his last two games, and guess what? That is not going to change. They've only had one touchdown in their last two games as well, and they now have that Chargers defense coming to town that got a lot of pressure on Nathan Peterman. Here's another thing I got right for you. I told you Alex Collins would still be the leader of that Baltimore backfield in PPR settings. He had uh, 17 points. Pretty good when you had the four catches and the rushing TD he had. I told you Woody was going to be back. Danny Woodhead, he had six targets the problem is Buck Allen only got one target. I told you that's the way that was going to work. In Denver, maybe this is the week I said, Devontae Booker out-touched C.J. Anderson, 19-15. to C.J. Anderson, only, what, 56 yards in total? My guy, Devontae Booker, though, hit you with almost 100 yards on the ground and five catches. The time is now for Devontae Booker. I told you about that. I told you that picking the Pats backfield was a fool Errand. If you listen to Lineup Lock Live on Sunday. Everybody was on Rex Burkhead. Speeds, however, was chilling by himself in the corner like, yo, what's up with Deion Lewis? I think Dion Lewis is the guy to have. Deion Lewis is the guy who got in the end zone. Deion Lewis is the guy who was getting the early down work. Deion Lewis is the guy who did not fumble like Rex Burkhead. Put that as another one in the shot called column from your boy. boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, all right? But when we come back, I got to admit, some players put it in my eye in Week 11 as well. Some teams put it in my eye, a.k.a. the New York football giants. We'll talk about what I got wrong, and we'll open up the phone lines for your calls when we come back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. What's good? Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out. Just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's
2: 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're dropping stats over beats It's your boy's speeds. the spitting statistician trying to help you out on a Monday. We're going to open up the phone lines. The number to call is 844-843-6879. If you have sit-start questions, trade questions, you know, waiver wire stuff, I'll be giving you my top waiver wire ads for week 12 on tomorrow's show, okay? On tomorrow's show, because I got to wait until everything happens. You know, what happens if God forbid someone has a big injury in uh, tonight's game that could impact the people that I think are your top waiver wire ads, and we also sometimes got to get injury reports, you know, something like Kelvin Benjamin right now. They're saying maybe he avoided the worst. We shall see. We'll get a little bit more clarity on tomorrow's episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll be giving you my top waiver wire ads at each position. I'll also be going over my Game of Inches. Let me tell you something. We have some interesting nominees from Game of Inches already. People have been hitting me up with the hashtag Game of Inches. First of all, we had that uh, that Jacksonville late touchdown by their defense. That changed a lot of things. It changed uh, who covered in that game as well. The same can be said for the last play of the game in Tampa Bay and Miami. With that kickoff, they tried the lateral and wound up being a touchdown for the Tampa Bay defense and special teams. That could have changed some matchups. And then a lot of people are hitting me up because Sunday night football last night had some very interesting things. We had touchdowns called back, the one that was Aguilar's and became Jeffries. We also had, because and this is real Game of Inches stuff, we had Elliott, the field goal kicker for Philadelphia, go out. And so what that means is he got nothing else, but that also means that the Philadelphia Eagles went for two and got it a number of times. So that was some more potential for points there there. But that's what we're going to do a little bit when we get into tomorrow's edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. Tonight what I want to tell you is I told you about what I had right in terms of Dak and that Cowboys offense. In terms of the Baltimore running back room. In terms of Devontae Booker starting to get that workload over C.J. Anderson. In terms of the Pats backfield. How it is a fool's errand. I like Dion Lewis and was right over mostly everybody who liked Rex Burkhead. The Rex Burkhead fumble early in the game certainly helped my cause. I Also, let me tell you something. These Minnesota Vikings are going to be good At home regardless of who goes in there The Rams were the number one offense in the league put up seven points earlier in the season the saints who have been killing people couldn't get it done up there in minnesota this minnesota defense is very very strong and they're doing it against good teams not what you saw out of the ravens or the chargers defense they're doing it against good teams and remember home field if it goes through minnesota it would be there in the big game as well what they just need to do is not mess with anything case keenum has been doing big things fear is a great motivator teddy needs to stay on the sideline because uh He's got a good thing going with Adam. I got a feeling. And the last thing I'll tell you before we get into the Monday Night Football preview is uh, I told you about my my um, my thesis as it relates to um, fantasy herds being good for real teams but not as good for the fantasy football owner. And it played out again. Yesterday, I mean, look at Detroit, for example. Detroit, who put up 27 points, right? And if they had, like, Megatron, you would have been able to know Megatron return value for you. But listen, Theo Riddick, one catch for four yards. That after getting back into the end zone. So you learned right on Theo Riddick. Golden Tate, last week he had six for 97 and a touchdown. Everyone was on how reliable Golden Tate was. Yesterday, because he's part of the fantasy herd. Three catches, 32 yards. Did not return value for you. Became something of a fool gaze-y. Marvin Jones, last week was only one catch for 22 yards. People hop off him. And then yesterday, back at it, 85 yards and a touchdown. Even Kenny Galladay back at it with 52 yards. You never know who is going to pop in the fantasy herd. So all you got to do is take the shepherd. Same thing for the Chargers. Listen, Keenan Allen... For the longest time, has been like four catches, 43 yards. Five catches, 51 yards. Four catches, 37 yards. Then yesterday, he pops off for 12, for 159, and two touchdowns. You don't know which member of the herd is ever going to pop. For a couple weeks in a row, it was Travis Benjamin. He had one catch yesterday. A couple weeks, it was Tyrell Williams. He had one catch yesterday. You don't know about these fantasy herds that played out in a number of places. In Washington as well, with the Rams as well, with Cup and Watkins and Gurley, you never know. It is good for the real team, less so for your fantasy team. All right phone lines are open. We're going to take a couple of calls right now and close out this segment. Then what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my Monday Night Football preview as we start off the next segment and that'll give you more time if you want to talk to your boy Speeds the spitting Statistician we could do that in our next segment but we got a couple of calls. They are friends of the cypher. People we got to go dilly dilly with so I want to make sure we got enough time to handle what they got to say. We start with Pete and Shaolin. Pete knows exactly when to call. He must be listening and as soon as I I say open up the phones. He must have us on speed dial. I know he calls into the network. How are we doing? Devontae Booker is our guy, Pete. And Devontae Booker finally, it looks like, surpassed C.J. Anderson. Was that helpful for you, Pete? How are we doing? How's your week 11 looking, man? And Friend of the show, Dilly Dilly.
0: Dilly-dilly, my boy, we've been waiting for Devontae, yep. all right? Now, you know, and uh, he's been very frustrating. You know, I didn't use him this week, and I'm sick over it. Of course, the all one right? week you
1: don't use him, that's the week he pops off and gets five catches and 100 yards in total.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the way it works. However, so great call on Case Keenum. He gave me over mm-hmm. uh Goff because I had both of them and I put Keenum in.
1: Absolutely. We <laughs> liked in that game. Minnesota at home. Listen, they are a much better team at home. You were talking about both quarterbacks, so I just went with the team I thought would win the game, and that was Minnesota. I'm glad we could help you out there.
0: Exactly. So now my next question is how do you think this book thing goes forward? Do you want to see a little bit more? Towards the end of the week, Um, do you think that he's going to become the incumbent? Because, uh, quite frankly, I got a trade I'm ready to make. I know you're ready to make a trade, Pete.
1: You being ready to trade is not a concern of mine. All right. Uh, Let me see. I got a
0: guy here who's got Chris Thompson. He just lost. Right. His other running back is C.J. Anderson. Hmm. Okay. Now I got four running backs here: Morris, McKissick. Who's going tonight?
2: Yeah.
0: Booker. Uh, five running backs. Excuse me, um, uh Powell, and Marlon Mack. I want to offer him two of the running backs for Kelsey.
1: And he has Kelsey. And you wanna you want to yep. wind up? Here's my question for you, Pete. Do you want to wind up after this trade having both Denver running backs, or giving away the Denver running back?
0: No, I want to trade away two of my running backs. I don't want to trade away Parker. I want to trade away either Morris, McKissick, um, Powell, and Mack. I want to package two of those guys for Travis Kelsey. Yep.
1: All right. So I think you're okay with that, Pete. Here's what I would do. I would not, I would keep Alfred Morris. Okay. Keep Alfred Morris as your other running back. If you do this. So what I would do if I were you is I would trade away Powell and I would trade away McKissick. Those are the two I would trade away and see what you could get for those guys. Booker, as it relates to Booker, Pete, and thanks for the call. I'm sure I'll talk to you a little bit again sometime later on this week. But as it relates to Booker, I don't know if you heard Pete, but Denver fired their offensive coordinator today. Okay, Pete? So there's a new guy coming in. A lot of times when a new guy comes in, that even further opens up the door for a guy like Booker, like we're talking about. You know, it might be like a change. We might try to start to see what they have in the young kids. So I do think that the evolution is going to continue as it relates to Booker. So for you, Pete, I think what you need to wind up with is Booker and Morris as your RBs. If you're trading with this guy with Kelsey, see if he'll throw in CJN for you too. This way you got Denver all covered up. I do think the offensive coordinator change will help you out Pete, alright? So, but I would keep Morris out of the guys that you're looking to deal. Call me back later in the week and let me know how it goes. And on Thursday, man I can go over the Verrazano if you're cooking up something good, but you gotta just let me know, All right, Pete? Have a good one. We'll talk to you later on in the week. Up next, on the Fantasy Freestyle, another friend in the show. We go up to Beantown and talk to Cliff. Hey Cliff, you're on the Fantasy Freestyle dropping stats. Over beats with speeds What's going on How can we help you out How was week 11 What's going on man So I'm going to tell you Right now man It's just All over the place I thought I could do A little sneaky start With Derek Carr kind of backfired. Yeah, he defecated the mattress against those yeah. Patriots. Let me tell you something. The Patriots' defense is don't go by the rankings on the Patriots' defense anymore. Okay? Stefan Gilmore is back for them. They have been much better. They put up a stat against the Raiders. They haven't lo- allowed more than 14 points like in the last month. People still think they're like the 30th or 31st best defense because that's what the ranks say. But the Patriots' defense is much better. Sorry you had to learn that mm. the hard way, Cliff. Keep it moving, though. <laughs> All good, all good. So, just honestly, just your opinion. Yep. Right now, I got two players left. I've got Tevin Coleman and Jimmy Graham. Okay. I'm tied right now. I'm down by less than, like, I'm down by like .30. Okay. And the other dude got Muhammad Sanu, and he's got the Seattle defense. What do you think my odds are taking the W tonight? Is it PPR or standard? It's, it's PPR. I think you got it, bro. I think you got gotcha. it. I think you got it. I think, here's, here's the way I look at it. I think Graham and Sanu... In PPR scoring, will will score about the same. You know, I can see them both having similar li- uh, similar production totals. And Seattle, I, I like Atlanta tonight. Listen, man, with no Sherman, with no um, Cam Chancellor, I think Atlanta's going to eat a little bit tonight. I think Coleman gets in the end zone. I think Seattle does not score, you know, underperforms their projection, and I think Coleman overperforms his projection. Graham and Sanu kind of cancel out. I think Tevin Coleman-Cliff is going to help you get to victory. All right, here's what we're going. To do. We got to take a quick break. We got to pay the bills here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we Come back. Cliff in Boston wanted to talk a little bit about tonight. I'll tell you what I'm truly thinking about tonight. I'll give you my preview. I'll give you my diamonds and fugazes for tonight. I'll give you the little trick you can play. I told you about this every Monday, but you can get on your roster now instead of having to wait for waiver wires to run later on in the week. And we will take your calls. There's room. I see you, Jordan in Milwaukee. If anybody else wants to hop on, the number to call is 844 843 687 843 687 We're dropping stats over beats. It's your boy, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, check this out. My DFS lineup for week 11, I did, I, I did a ride on FanDuel. I put up like in the 140s, so I hit on my 50-50. I cashed with the lineup that I gave you, although um, I made have made some adjustments based on the Sterling Shepard injury from the one that I gave out on Friday with Chris, the analyst, Ventra. But uh, here's the thing. Then I also entered the lineup into a, a GPP, and I do all right, but I pretty much just min-cash. You know, what I need... I need single-entry tournaments. I need flatter prize pools. You know, this way I could really, you know, shock some people, shock the world, and take on some of that cash. So what I need to do is I need to go to www.fantasyfactor.com. I should take my own advice. You know... Even your boy Speeds. When he's up against guys doing like 100 lineups, 50 lineups, it's tough to crack through, okay? I'm over here trying to do it the authentic way with the lineup that I give you on my Friday show on the Fantasy Freestyle. So maybe I should go on over to www.fantasyfactor.com. Smaller prize pools, flatter tournaments, single entry. That's really where you want to go, especially if you're dipping your toe in the daily fantasy water. All right, here's what I want to do. We got one more caller here on a Monday edition of the Fantasy Freestyle style it is jordan in milwaukee a jordan thanks for holding through the break you are dropping stats over beats with speeds how can we help you how is your week 11 how can we help you moving forward
2: Alright, well, yeah, I actually had a, a pretty solid outing for Week 11. I'm in a couple of leagues, but uh, I had Keenan Allen and the Chargers on That'll work for
1: you. That'll work for you. I also you know, I usually have the Baltimore defense but I sat them this week, even though they shut out Green Bay, but yeah, I picked up the Chargers defense in response. I had the Chargers defense in for them, so it wound up working for out Peter for me. Man. Keenan Allen popped off big time. But do you think you can trust him on a week-to-week Basis, Keenan Allen, because you know before this he's been like four or five catches a game for uh, like the last six or seven weeks.
2: Right, right. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it, and I I really liked him last year, and you know he went out, uh, you know the first game or yeah. first week one, and I had him in all my leagues. I, yeah, that first,
1: th- year, I, that first last year, that first half of week, of week one, he was killing it for you, right? Had like eight that catches was, for six yeah, and something. You so were like, oh, bad. I got my wide receiver one, but I understand, man. Uh, yeah. What's going on, Jordan? How can we help you?
2: Yeah. Well, um, so that that's that's pretty much my wide receiver one, and um, you know, a couple or a couple of my leagues I had, you know, Crabtree is my two. Um, one of the leagues I have, or I don't have Allen. I have just Crabtree, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty short handed, um, for for wide receivers. And I have uh, I just had a quick question. Sure. for uh, Fantasy moving forward. Um pretty deep, starting like I had like 100, 126 points or something this week mm-hmm. in uh half PPR but I got my my bu- my bu- my boy uh, he had like 160 or something like it was crazy but right. you know it is what it is that's how fantasy goes but I have to have a question um between my my two uh Spots one flex one wide receiver. I have uh, Josh Jackson, who's kind of a question mark just because you know Pryor's out. I'm, I'm not really big on Pryor, but I mean that just you know boosts his role up a little bit. Right. Um, I have him. Huston Eckler, which I really didn't you know believe he was going to do much again, but you know I think he got in the end zone this week again, which is um, kind of frustrating. Right. And then um, like Mohamed Sanu, I, I can't really trust him, but he's he, he still should be you know a major focal point in there. Um offense it should be pretty pass heavy, you know, having to rely on Devin Coleman now uh, with uh, yep. Freeman being out. But it's basically just a flex and what receiver. I have some new docs and So uh, is this PPR uh, or is this
1: standard? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's half PPR. All right, so in half PPR, and thanks for the call, man. I would I would continue to roll out Josh Dotson, and I would continue to roll out Muhammad Sanu. I think you called it absolutely right. The Josh Dotson, I think he's growing in opportunity, especially with the injury to Chris Thompson. You know, Terrell Pryor has been out. This offense moving forward is going to be a lot of Josh Dotson and a lot of Jamison Crowder. And here's the thing. Kirk Cousins is a volume thrower. The Washington football team is going to continue to throw. It looks like they're giving uh, Dotson more and more opportunity as time goes on. I like Dotson. Um, You talked about Mohamed Sanu as well. Sanu is going to, I mean, I know he had a bad week like last week, only three catches. But he got in the end zone another week. He only had three catches. And I think this week, tonight, uh, Mohamed Sanu is going to get a good eight or nine targets. He's going to catch some balls. I think especially without Sherman and without Chancellor, the Seahawks are going to really sell out to try to stop Julio Jones. You could see them doubling Julio Jones a lot despite Julio's own injury. And I think that will open up things for Mohamed Sanu. I think that will open up things for guys like Austin Hooper and Tyler Gabriel as well. So I like Dotson, and I like Sanu moving forward. Eckler is the one who's lost without a chair when the music stops, in my opinion, Jordan. You know, this is a Melvin Gordon team. Eckler did pr- had production, you know, when Gordon was injured, but it looks he looks healthy, and Eckler also fumbled at the end of that game against the Jaguars last week, and so if he has any of those handsy issues, I don't think the coaches are going to ride with him too much. I think he got production at the end of the game because they were up by so much. But as the Chargers continue to be in more competitive competitive. competitive games, I think Eckler is the guy who you should uh, not be starting, especially over guys like Dotson and Sanu, who I think are ascending. But thanks for the call. Up next here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we go to Sin City. We go to Vegas. Jacob, you're in Las Vegas. You're dropping stats over beats with speeds. What's going on? How is your week 11, and how can we help you moving forward?
2: Man, my week 11 was trash, bro.
1: Damn, sorry uh, to hear that. What happened? Yeah. (laughs) I nah, just like their whole Robert Woods thing. Um. I did. You, you do not listen to speeds. I told you that Robert Woods was my fugazi in that game. He was not going to put up the totals that he had been putting up on the road against Minnesota. I think he still had something like eighty yards and eight catches, which is good. But you can't expect him to go for like five for one seventy and two every week. That was going to start to stop because he's part of a fantasy herd, as I say. And those Minnesota cornerbacks, Xavier Rhodes and Terrence Newman, they're quality. And now he's in a sling. What you? going to do, brother man?
0: Uh, I mean, all I had was Jordy Nelson left, man. He Damn. Was doing like 20 yards a game. Yeah, know? yeah. Jordy
1: Nelson is <laughs> but, officially um, uh, benchable, if not droppable. I hear you. So what are we going to do to rebound, Jacob?
2: All right. So I'm thinking about dropping Nelson. Uh, okay. I'm going to give you a couple of top weather wires for receivers and tell me which one you think is, sure. is good to drop from. Sure. All right. So um, I'll do Kenny Stills, Amendola, Michael Wallace, Tyler Lockett
1: and Gabriel alright so here's the deal for you man I'm gonna tell you something I know you're not gonna like it but unfortunately the my answer is conditional Jacob um, Kenny Stills blows the MF up every time Matt Moore is the quarterback in Miami. Okay, Kenny Stills has four of his five touchdowns this year or with Matt Moore, not Jay Cutler. Okay, so I think you have an opportunity, Jacob. If, in fact, Jay Cutler, I think he's concussed, he's in the protocol, and, you know, why would a guy like Smoke and Jay want to risk more brain cells? He doesn't have as many to begin with, Smoke and Jay, right? So if if Matt Moore is under center for Miami, Then Kenny Stills is your guy. Kenny Stills is a legit wide receiver two or three with Matt Moore under center. Go out and check Kenny Stills and go check his games, how different they are when Jay Cutler is the quarterback and when Matt Moore is the quarterback. Even last year, when Matt Moore filled in towards the end of the season, Kenny Stills pops off with Matt Moore as his quarterback. So with those options, for me, it's not amandola because Hogan is coming back soon. It's not a guy like Gabriel because you you already have Sanu on your your squad it's or uh, it sounds like you know um And so I think Kenny Stills is the answer there, especially if Jay Cutler is not under center for the Miami Dolphins. All right, Jacob, go check it out. Hopefully you'll thank me later. I do think, unfortunately, though, you can take Kenny Stills. I can't believe we're saying this over Jordy Nelson. All right, here's what I got to do. I got to talk to you guys real quick about Monday Night Football. I'm telling you, I told you how it sets up with this Legion of Boom as banged up as it has been. I love Tevin Coleman i love julio jones tonight the problem is i personally am playing against julio jones so i can't love him that much i gotta hope he does you know he doesn't completely blow off but that Matty ryan finds his other options as well as it relates to um the seattle guys i think the biggest thing i've been asked a lot about tyler lockett i've been asked a lot about paul richardson Paul Richardson is the boom or bust play, okay? Paul Richardson on season, fewer targets, fewer receptions than Lockett but more yards and more touchdowns. Okay, Lockett has targets 49-41. Lockett has receptions 29-26. But Richardson has the yardage advantage 458 to 371. Richardson has also gotten in the end zone five times. Lockett has not seen the end zone in the passing game thus far. Here's what that means to me. Similar to like in Miami, like a Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills versus Jarvis Landry. Similar to how in Washington we're talking about a Dotson or a guy like Jamison Crowder. If you need, if you're down right now and you need to pop, you need the home run play, the answer is Paul Richardson. More yards, more touchdowns. If you're safe and you need the safer production, you need to be conservative, then the answer is Tyler Lockett. It depends on how, if you're like winning right now, or if you need to pop off, if you have them both, Richardson is the pop off play. Lockett is the more conservative play. However, let me tell you something. The player you need to grab, if he's a free agent right now, and you're going to do the trick, remember, I tell you, every Monday night, you can pick up a guy on the Monday night teams or on the bye week teams, and you cannot have to worry about waivers. Julio Jones is, continues to be banged up. The Seattle Seahawks, whether Kent Chancellor is there or not, Sherman is there or not, they are a physical team. If... Julio has any injury concerns. The next man up and a guy who did work when Julio was out earlier in the season is Tyler Gabriel. And Tyler Gabriel is only owned in 13% of leagues. So officially, Tyler Gabriel is the guy that I would do the trick with, okay? And if you need a Seattle wide receiver, what you need to know is Richardson is the home run play. Lockett is the conservative play. But my true diamond in the rough for this game is Tevin Coleman. They are going to go through him. Coleman has an opportunity to really, really, really seize this backfield with Freeman in the cold, dark, quiet room. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we check out the polls, and uh, we check out the YouTube questions as well. We're dropping stats over beats at Spittin' Speeds right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy freestyle. Tyrod, he's creating plays with his legs and they are a much better offense. Tyrod Taylor had something like three picks all season. Nate Peterman throws five in the first half and you're going to somehow with a straight face tell me that this kid gives the Bills the best chance to win? There are only 20 quarterbacks on planet Earth who are actually decent that you could actually go to the playoffs with and guess what? Tyrod Taylor is one of them. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Cadillac, Grills, Cadillac, Bills, check out the oil, my Cadillac spills. You know what I'm saying. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I told you about this Monday night football game. The money is moving towards Atlanta. Seattle opened last week as three-point favorites at home. They are now giving one point on the uh, at home as a home dog. This line has moved four points. The loss of Sherman, the loss of Chancellor, a lot of people, the public are all over Atlanta tonight. I agree. I think Atlanta has an opportunity to try to sustain themselves and come on back in a big-time game. I'm worried about Seattle moving forward. I've been worried about their offensive line. I've been worried about this legion of booms. This is Russell Wilson and not much else, especially if Trufant can cover a guy like Doug baldwin tonight it is a problem for the seahawks they have pulled rabbits out of their hat on monday night football before remember the fail mary play that you know and eventually ended the referee strike they have been lucky a few times in that building in prime time i don't know if that's what happens again remember last year the falcons went up there and had a very interesting non-pass interference call help decide that one i think this is going to be a very close game I could see this game going to overtime. I think this game is going to be very, very close. I think the Falcons pull out a close one. Call it call 23-21. Call it 24-23. Something like that. I like the Atlanta Falcons to go up there and get a win in spite of the 12s. Because the Seahawks are not what they used to be. All right. Uh. Ventra. My man Chris, the analyst, Ventra monitors the YouTube chat throughout the show. Ventra, what are the people saying? They got any questions for Speeds? Yeah, what's up? Um, How you doing? I'm, I'm chilling. I'm doing good. Great show. All right. So listen, who would you pick up out of these four? You got, you got to pick one. You got Kenny Stills. Yep. Jamison Crowder. Yep. Josh Doxson. Yep. Or Corey Coleman. Um, for me, the answer is Crowder, especially in PPR formats. Listen, no Chris Thompson anymore. No Terrell Pryor anymore. The Washington team will throw, throw, throw. Kirk Cousins puts it up 40, 45 times a game. So in PPR settings, I think Crowder is going to be a beast the rest of the season. I like Josh Dotson as well. But listen, Josh Dotson's that yardage play. He's the standard league play more. I think Jamison Crowder is a beast. And I'll tell you, I like Kenny Stills, but only if Matt Moore continues to be the quarterback there, What Chris. about Corey Coleman? Listen, Coleman, I love Corey Coleman. He popped off. He had, what was it, 80 yards, 6 for six 80? 6 for 80 on the Jags. 6 Jazz for 80 against the, the Jags. C5. Yeah, I understand that. But the problem is, he still will have Deshaun Kaiser throwing him the ball. I know. And so, how can I get behind that? You know, give me at least Kirk Cousins, who is a actual NFL quarterback. I give me that. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins throwing my guys the ball than Deshaun Kaiser. That's what it comes down to yeah, for me, Chris. I,
0: I mean, I, I like Crowder in PPR absolutely, but I think in PPR I'd, I'd go maybe even Coleman after Crowder though, before but, Dachshund. All right, fair enough. Stills. But I
1: think Jamison Crowder. Listen, if you have Jamison Crowder on your team in PPR settings, mm-hmm. you're in for a nice end of the season with no Terrell prior no you know uh Jordan Reed and now no Chris Thompson. We're going to see where they're going to go. It's going to be a lot of Dotson, a lot of pro- uh, a lot of Crowder on that Thursday night slate for Thanksgiving. Ventra, we should do a DFS lineup on Wednesday show, and I believe I'm going to have both Dotson and Crowder wow. and Cousins and maybe some JP Ryan as well. I don't think the Giants put up back to back, you know, good defensive efforts. Um, all right, thanks you. a lot, Chris. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. A lot of people answering the polls. Thirty seven percent. Of people had Zach Ertz defecate the mattress for them in week 11. I am among those, all right? I also had Zach Ertz. I'm going to be sweating it out tonight with a lot of you guys as I see how big Julio Jones blows up against this modified Legion of Boom. People, Dak Prescott, negative points for 35 people, 35% of the people, and the people really popped off with Danny Amendola and Kenny Stills. Tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to give you my waiver wire plays. We're going to do the game of inches. We're going to break down. Monday Night Football. Start to look ahead to week 12, and it's a different week with the holidays, so we'll make it happen. We'll make sure you win your leagues and win their cash. It's your boy Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician. See you tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. Peace.